Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Writer's Room podcast. Um, and today we're going to be talking about that that subject that a lot of writers ask about or ensure about, dialogue and writing dialogue. Um, it, it's something that a lot of writers struggle to get right, but it actually is quite simple when you, when you nail what you need to do. Um, remember that our dialogue that we use in real life doesn't... We never say what we mean. There's always subtext. Uh, dialogue reveals what we want, but we never hit on the head. We're not going to walk into a room and go, I am not happy. I am sad that you say this. Why are you not happy? Because you did this. You know, that's not what happens. So part of what you need to do with your dialogue is, is think about what the subtext is and how you can get that across. Instead of saying, I'm not happy, walk in and go, are you really going to leave your towel on the floor again? That That's hiding something, isn't it? Um, dialogue. The... A lot of people talk about how we ask whether to make dialogue realistic. Um, dialogue should be the same as in real life, but more concise. So dialogue should mirror how people talk in real life, but should be more to the point and less waffling. Um, a lot of people use uh, uh, um, when they talk in real life, but it's not great to read. Um, maybe if you really need to put one er in, you put it in for a reason, put it in. But don't fill it with that. Make, like I said, it's make it realistic, but make it more uh, narrow and to the point. If you're just writing dialogue, then you're writing a play. You're not writing a novel. Um, another question often asked about dialogue is accents. Whether to write an accent into it. I would avoid writing an accent phonetically. So I'd avoid changing the accent phonetically. There are some books that that pull this off. Uh, the character Fleur in the later Harry Potter books manages to pull this off. Hagrid in the Harry Potter books kind of pulls this off. But if you've got a Geordie person and you're writing everything as they say it, it's not going to work. Um, if it's minimal and there's not that much difference, it can be done. But generally, you don't want to spell dialogue phonetically. So how do you get across the dialect then, if, if that's true. How do you get across the dialects? And of course, by dialects, I mean the region that someone comes from. You use words and idioms from that dialect. Okay? So you capture the words. So, for example, in my book, Questions for the Devil, the fifth in the sensitive series, I had an Irish character. And in my first few drafts, I spelled everything phonetically, and the feedback was that they hated it. So instead, I looked at some Irish sayings and some Irish words. And, for example, stop acting the maggot um, is one I found, so I got the character to say that to someone. Um, I had a character who was Scottish, so I made them say we, so as in, this is a, a we problem. Um, and I had them use the kind of words from their dialect. Um, so listen to real life. Don't make it artificial. Listen to real life and mirror real life, but do it with some kind of limitations. Don't make it... Reflect real life, but more concise and less irritating. Um, characters also, when you when you write about characters, they kind of touch at the beginning. They never speak deeply about their own feelings. They never have a full awareness of how they're feeling or what's going on. Your dialogue should 
be hiding that. Your dialogue should tell us that without you having to say it. Um, in the dialogue, we have the limited point of view of that character, just like if you're writing in first person, you would only write from first person to that character. When you're writing dialogue, that person will only tell us things from that person's point of view, which can be quite hard to write if you've got a character who's a Nazi or a racist, but you've got to write it from that point of view. You've got to use the language they'd use and the things that they'd say, which can be difficult to write, but if, if you've nailed on who that character is, your audience will accept it and will buy it. Um, people generally talk with their own self-interest. People rarely care much about others. Even if they ask, how are you? It's just because they want to fill a silence. Um, the audience must be aware of things the characters aren't within the dialogue. There must be an element of dramatic irony there, whereby the, the character will say something and the audience will be aware of what's really going on and what they mean, whereas the character may not. Um, again, they won't they won't just come out and point out another character's faults unless it's in a self-interest. So it talks about they can't speak perceptively about themselves, but a person can't speak as perceptively about the other person as we view it. So they may think they're speaking perceptively, and you might speak about someone else you know perceptively, but as a reader looking on the outside in, that perception will still be very much from that character's limited point of view. So a character won't just come out and say, you are a very unhappy person. You know, we, we can gather that as an audience, but a character will not be that perceptive about another character. They might say, why are you always throwing everything around? Which would hide, perhaps, if they're angry or, or, or an unhappy person. Um, two people rarely want the same thing from each other. You want some kind of conflict within it. If a character just comes out and says, I love you or I hate you, there's not going to really be the conflict there. You want to put the conflict in it by not having things said so on the nose. A lot to take in. A lot to take in from this one for such a short episode. Um, you may want to play it again, listen to it, maybe make some notes, because I think there's lots of valuable stuff that I've covered that will help you with your dialogue. I will see you again next Sunday. Happy writing.